Hello, queens, and welcome to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we're redefining a woman's worth. I'm your host, Janelle Renee. So glad you were able to join me. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Come in, relax. It's Friday. If you're at work, I hope you're having a great day at work. It's productive. It's blessed. Yeah, I hope you're at work doing your thing. Um, if you're at home, wherever, if you're in the car, just if you're at home, you got you got the advantage because you can get real comfortable. You can get your coffee, your tea, because it's kind of early. But whenever you listen to it, I don't. it don't matter if you get your glass of wine or whatever you do to get comfortable and relax and just get to a place that where you can just listen, that you can hear, that you can receive what it is that we're going to talk about today because it's so important as we're redefining our work that we get the right information and then we get the application of what to do with the information. That is the only way we're going to see a result. How many of you are here wanting some information that can become application so you can get a result? I know I am, right? Because we're all about redefining our worth and we're not here talking about it. it. It ain't nothing just to be listening to over every week and nothing for me to get up here and talk about. It's what we're actually doing. This is action. Like we about this life, right? This is what we're doing here in 2022 and beyond. We are redefining our worth. That means we're actually we're taking action steps. There is movement. There's evidence that there is something happening and taking place. There's a transformation. You're starting to look different. You're starting to talk different. You're starting to think different, right? You're starting to you know get rid of some things you're starting to question some things you're starting to qualify some things you're starting to recognize wait a minute i deserve better i deserve more hold up wait a minute this is beneath where i'm at hold on wait i don't have to accept this right that i i can't go out and i can't kill it and i can't be the best me that i deserve love and i deserve a healthy relationship and i deserve somebody who loves me back and i don't gotta try to force them and it don't have to hurt right i deserve to be successful i deserve to be prosperous i deserve to be on my job and to have recognition. I deserve to be in a healthy environment. I deserve to have good, healthy, productive relationships. I deserve to know how to manage my finances and my money so I'm able to prosper. I deserve, I deserve, I deserve right because you do. Because you are worthy. And so here we are today on our day. We get together, we come and we talk about these things and we have that girl talk. Like this is our moment to, to just be able to let our hair down. So, you know, some of us who wear wigs, we got to take that wig off when we get home. We take that wig off, we take that bra off. We got to get comfortable. This is that moment where we can just be unapologetically who we are. We can be comfortable. We can be transparent. We don't got to get up and put on no um, faces and no facades and no masks. We can be who we are where we are why because we're all on a journey to redefine our worth so welcome coming to the room queens hope this is a, um, a blessing to you if it's your first time joining us hey girl welcome we love you you are worthy you're beautiful you're gorgeous you're amazing if nobody ever tells you that you're intelligent you're smart you're creative if nobody tells you that know that we know that you are and we want to shower you um, with flowers while you're here because you're worthy regardless of where you are where you've been where you come from or where you're going you're worthy and so we just want to thank you for joining us and just gracing us with your presence to listen and to join in into our community where we are here and we are uplifting each other encouraging each other um and again i know a lot of the time it's just me y'all listening to but listen every time somebody reach out to me every time somebody inbox me every time i connect with somebody and they get and they give me feedback on how the podcast is blessing them you know that is us as a community right because i get up here because of y'all 
I do this for y'all. Y'all encourage me. Like those words, y'all have no idea how important they are and how much they help me to continue to go on. It's not easy. It sounds easy. I get sometimes it may sound like I'm not shy, but since I'm shy, I do not like to talk to the people all like that. Not strangers. Like I do. No, okay. Let me stop. Let me. Okay. I am friendly, but I'm friendly in a way like I will talk to you. I'll talk to just random people out in the store, but we're not like having conversations and I'm not like telling you my business or like talking to you in an in-depth type of way. It's like a you know, very surface. Hey, how are you? Oh my goodness, today is a good day. Oh, you see that? Yes, that's yes. And then I'm moving on, right? The podcast is a whole different level because it's a, it's me actually getting on here intentionally, having something to say, first of all, because that's not always easy. A lot of times I don't even know what I'm going to say. And second of all, when I go and I talk about my personal experience, which I do often, that is very uncomfortable for me. Because again, it's me putting myself out here. Now, all of my skeletons are being exposed. My dirty laundry, I'm putting it out here. Now, yes, I'm trying to wash it and clean it, but it's still dirty. I don't want everybody to know. But here I am. So I'm not I'm not like as, you know, bold as y'all think I am. It's just when I pray before I come on a podcast, it'd be the spirit of God that empowers me to be bold on here. Because if, if I had it my way, I probably wouldn't be on here saying nothing. So for, oh, sorry, before I go, because I feel myself ready to go on. To all my loyal listeners, hey, girl, you know I love you. You know that you mean so much to me. Thank you for rocking and riding for to from the first season to the second season, even if you've just been here, right, and just um, for the second season, it doesn't matter. Your loyalty, you know, every stream, every listen, it matters. I thank you because you don't have to do it. There's a million podcasts out there, so you don't have to listen to this one. And the fact that you do, I just want you to know that you are appreciated. Whether you are a new um, listener or you are a loyal um, listener, you are appreciated. And I want you to know that I don't take it for granted. It is You could be doing anything else. You don't have to be here listening to me. So you're the real MVP. So, um, like, yeah, like I was about to say, though. Oh, see, I started anyway it'll come back to me so as we are redefining our worth you know like understanding that sometimes that means we're going to get uncomfortable right we're going to be doing things that's going to stretch us we're going to be doing things that's going to be outside of the norm like this podcast for me is outside of the norm and i was very apprehensive in the beginning i was very scared about it because it was the idea of a i don't know what i'm doing i never did a podcast never been on nobody's podcast i didn't really know anything about podcasts like that because i don't even listen to podcasts Hmm, go figure um so (laughs) it was very intimidating because it was not something i was familiar with it wasn't something i felt like i could do or really wanted to do um and so in that, I was like, kept putting it off because I felt like I'm too shy. First of all, I don't want to go on here and have to really be transparent in the way that I believed God was leading me to. I understood the assignment. You know, we all know that song. I understood the assignment, right? I understood the assignment. I knew that that meant that in order for me to help other women redefine their worth and in order to help other women to become free, I had to become that I had to become the catalyst for that, which meant that I had to be on display. 
You know, like Christ, he was on display when he died for us, right? When he was crucified, it was in front of everybody. He was put on display. Why? Because he loved us so much that he wanted us to have freedom in him to, to be have to have eternal life. Well, a lot of times when we go through very difficult um, situations or we go through traumas, when we go through abuse, we go through challenges, storms, trials, all of these things, in the moment, it feels like it's unfair, and I can't really sit up here and say I believe it's all fair, <laughs> to be honest. I believe there's a lot of things I experienced that I, I feel like it's not fair. However, in the moment, it just seems like nothing good can come out of this, right? It's like you got a heap of ashes. There's no way this ashes could actually become something beautiful, right? And so you look at your circumstance, your situation, your life experience, and you like, why did I go through all that? That don't make no sense. That was like, why didn't the Lord intervene? Why he didn't stop it? Or why didn't I make a different decision? Or why didn't this person do this or that? We, we're constantly looking and evaluating the what ifs, the what have, should have, could have, and whys, and questioning everything. And not because our mind can't comprehend or doesn't understand, um, especially when we experience um, extreme hardship and difficulty. Um, and I've been there uh, on several occasions. It's so many times I've been in a place where I felt like what I was going through was so horrific that first of all, I didn't feel like I was going to make it. It was many a times I felt like the thing was actually killing me. It was times I really just wanted to give up on everything. I wanted to give up on Christianity. I wanted to give up on being here. Um, I have attempted suicide at 12 years old and I, and I contemplated it again in my early 20s because um, sometimes life can be that difficult. And so um, oftentimes with that came the, why did I go through all this, right? Like, what is this for? Why did I have to have such a difficult life, right? Why did I have to go through all these extreme challenges in my life? Like, why? What did I do? Like, what did I do to deserve this? Like, why did this have to happen to me? So I had that mindset. And, and now here we are years later, um, a lot of those very things is, is what's the foundation for what I'm doing right now. It's the foundation for Purity After Promiscuity Podcast. Like, come on, what kind, that's a peculiar name, right? And it's evident what it means. And yes, it's multifaceted, but it is what it is. I'm not gonna sit up here and try to sugarcoat it and try to deny it because then I'm denying God. Because I understand that just because that's some of our experience, or maybe we know someone who had that experience for whatever reason, um, it doesn't really define who we are. But oftentimes we get we get stuck because we believe that it defines us or maybe people tell us it defines us or whatever the case may be. And so God is wanting his daughters to know. And again, um, this is not just about being a Christian. I just happen to be a Christian. So yes, God is in everything that I do, you know, my every day. And um, if it's offensive to you, um, I don't know what to tell you. But um, you don't have to be a Christian to listen to this podcast and you don't have to be a Christian for God to love you. He loves you regardless because he created you. He's a father. That's like I have children. And if my children decided one day they didn't want to acknowledge me as their mom, it just doesn't it doesn't mean I'm not their mom. That's their choice, right? So again, God created all of us. We're all children of God. And, and, and because of that, he loves us regardless of where we are in our walk. He's always waiting for us to come back to him with open arms, but we have a choice to not, right? But that doesn't negate his love. So that's why I love him so much because he's not like us. 
He's not like human beings where if we don't make this choice or that choice, that means he take his love away. He doesn't. He's still there hope, you know, waiting for the moment for you to see, for you to see the love, for you to receive the love, right? And so I had to understand that God loved his children, his daughters so much that he knew, he sees. He knows. He know what you're going through. He know what happened to you that caused you to go down this path. He know the person who violated and abused you and mishandled you. He know the dysfunctional household and abusive household you were in. He knows the rejection. He knows how you were given up um, for adoption and you don't know who your parent is or maybe you know who they is and they just don't want nothing to do with you. So he sees the mommy issues, the father issues. He sees, you know, all of the things that happen to us, even though we don't feel or know that he He's there a lot of the times. I didn't when I was going through a lot of the things in my childhood because I didn't come from an, a family or environment that, that spoke about God, but he was there. He was there because so many things that I personally went through, most I should not be here today. Um, and I know we can, we can sometimes over-exaggerate things and we can say things, but no, seriously, I should not be here um, again. I attempted suicide at 12. I didn't think about it. I didn't contemplate it. I took a bunch of pills and I sat in my room until the point I was almost unconscious, going downhill to die. Like seriously, ended up in the hospital having to drink charcoal. Um, at 17 years old, I got diagnosed with having what they call a brain hemorrhage or aneurysm. Anybody who went to Central Howard with me, I was in the 12th grade. Um, anybody who knew me at that time went to school with me knows that to be factual, to be true. They came to the hospital. They saw me. I had a brain hemorrhage. Um, and so I ended up having to stop going to school and be homeschooled. I couldn't walk across the stage. I didn't get to get um, go to prom or go to do any of the um, senior functions because I had just got out of the hospital. They felt it was too much and too soon. So I just had got all that stripped away from me, right? Um, a lot of people have an aneurysm and they just don't live. Or if they live, sometimes they're affected in a very physical um, or mental way, right? Where they're altered, right? So, so I have that. Um, also, um, <laughs> many times I was just in the wrong place at the wrong time and just got spared, right? Especially the type of lifestyle I was living in my early 20s where we was out here. It was at the bars, you know. I was dating a guy and um, we went out of town. And we came back from out of town and I was tired. So I went to sleep, but I got in a car accident like that day. And I ended up being in the hospital. And then my girls came and picked me up and took me to a family member's house. And my uncle, um, which is the family member, he wanted me to stay at his house so he could make sure I was okay and like care for me. So I was at my uncle's house. And it's like the day that, because we got back at something in the morning. So now he's talking about the afternoon I got my car accident. Now here it is evening. And so it really wasn't 24 hours yet from the time we got back to um, where we live from um, being out of town. And... Uh, <laughs> And so um, that night, by the time I got settled in at my uncle's house, now I'm calling the guy because me and this guy, we were together every single day, literally. From the time we met, we were together every single day. I seen him every single day. He always answered the phone. We was always together. Like, that's, it just happened that way. So I'm trying to call him to let him know, like, I got in a car accident, but I'm okay. Just kind of seeing how he is. And he wasn't answering his phones. And um, he had multiple phones, so I'm calling all his phones like... I wonder why he's not answering the phones. And so I just thought that was odd, but I didn't think nothing of it. And so I ended up going to bed. And then that next morning, I get up, I go take my car to the um, 
to the shop because the person who hit me had insurance and stuff. So I went to go take my car to the shop and go get a rental. And then I started getting phone calls. Um, and one of my friends, when I picked up, she was like, are you okay? And I'm like, am I okay? I don't understand what you mean. And so she was like, are you okay? And I'm like, what? Why? I thought she was talking about the the car accident. So I started talking about that. Like, oh yeah, you know, it wasn't even that serious. It was just really minor. I'm at the place now about to get my car um, fixed and go get a rental. And she was like, oh, you don't know. And I'm like, don't know what. And she was like, um, are you sitting down? And I'm like, no. And she's like, well, can you sit down for me? And I'm like, yeah. So now I'm getting like freaked out. So I'm like, I don't understand. Like, what is she about to say? What's happened? What's going on? And then she was like, um, you know, they killed said person, right? The guy that I was dealing with, she was like, he is at the, he was at the club last night and you know, there was a shooting and, um, he got shot and he died. And I'm like, this is not funny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, this is not a funny joke. And she, I'm like, are you like, that? don't know that that's impossible. She's like, I'm so sorry that I had to be the one to tell you. And I'm like, I just couldn't believe it because I'm like, no, she lying. Less than 24 hours, I was just with this person. We just came back from out of town. We just had a blast being out of town. Like we were together every single day. Like, so this just can't be true. So I ended up getting a reno and going straight to his mother's house. And when I pulled up to his mother's house, I knew she wasn't lying because all the police and cars and detectives and everything was there. And it was just like, wow. And I said this to say that we were together every single day. Nine times out of 10, I would have been with him at that time. And it's nothing but the grace of God that I wasn't, right? Because I had no idea that that was going to happen, you know? And then uh, fast forward just recently, right? Because those things happened years ago. But even just recently, um, in 2018, got in a a very very horrific car accident i talk about it often i have pictures like listen my car was total looked like a dang accordion like the whole front end of my car was missing because i had a little compact car and it was just a humongous giant you know trash truck you know that i got in the accident with and you know even being in that accident i just thought i was gonna die like period like there was in my mind i just said i just said my piece i just looked and i was just like okay this is it i'm done because i it was i could see the truck in front of me and there was no way i could stop like my brakes i couldn't stop and i knew the collision was going to happen it was inevitable and in that moment i just had peace in those few seconds and then i blacked out i don't even remember the impact um, but all I know is when I finally came to my car spinning so fast, so rapidly, like crazy, just like violently spinning. And I'm like all around the car, like a rag doll. And then I see my body go over the steering wheel and was heading to the windshield. And then all of a sudden I just was set back in my seat and eventually the car stopped spinning and I was just sitting up. But I know for a fact that I was going out of that windshield and I'm just certain, you know, that it was an angel that um, was with me in that moment. But um, I ended up still with some real bad injuries from that um, back surgeries and all of that. And um, but again, who's I sh the, that accident? There was another opportunity for me to not be here. And then in 2019, I go to have one, another back surgery as a result of this accident, go to have another procedure done and have anaphylactic shock so bad that I had no pause. I wasn't breathing. 
um, the worst case that they said they've ever saw. So I've had so many times where I literally could not be here. There's so many moments. I remember in 2015 when I started having seizures. I would have seizures everywhere. I would have seizures in the car. I would have them everywhere. Like so many times I could have hurt myself. So many times something just tra just tragic could have happened, but it didn't. You know, then on the flip side, it's so many just terrible experiences I've had, you know, with relationships and with men, you know, and being raped um, in my um, 20s by somebody that I'm really close with and know and trust and never thought would have did something like that. You know, being uh, misused and abused, being rejected, you know, being just like um, <laughs> mistreated and just so on and so forth, right? And even down to familial, you know, family issues, being rejected by your own parents, being, um, you know, outcast and, and being shunned away, you know, um, just so many things, right? I've just experienced so many extreme, extreme trials and storms. Um, and just not understanding like, why me? Why me? Why me? That, that used to be my my thing that I would just always say, like, Lord, why me? You know, and I would get so depressed and so down and so in a dark place because it would be so heavy. It would hurt so bad. It would be excruciating. It would be like I was just literally dying from the inside out. The pain sometimes would seem never ending. And I would just, I just would want to just, just wanted to stop. And it would just seem like it was just never, it would just not stop. It was just constant. It was, it just was, it was just, it seemed like it would even get louder and louder because something else would happen and something else would happen. And I just couldn't understand. And then I, I, I remember making, living a certain lifestyle and making choices and not really even knowing why I'm making the choices. Like, I don't even know why. I don't even know why I'm, you know, talking to this dude and talking to that dude. I don't even know why I really don't know why I'm leading with my body and trying to get some man to love me and get the attention of a man from my body. I really don't know why. I really don't even know why I'm even really talking to this dude because for real, for real, I really don't like him. I don't even know why I slept with that dude because for real, for real, I really don't like him. Like, I... I'm doing things and I don't even know why, even in that moment, even so many times when I'm living this lifestyle, when I'm out here trying to find myself, I'm out here trying to find love. I'm out here trying to find acceptance. I'm out here trying to find validation. I'm just really, I just want somebody to see me. That's it. Because for so long growing up, I felt like I was unseen and unheard. I was crying out for attention, for love, for someone to see, to help me, to, 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 you know, as a child, you're very limited. You don't know what to do. You don't even have the authority to do just whatever you even may need to do, right? You can't just go and go start talking to a counselor and make an appointment for yourself and go do this and do that because you need a parent. So you need them to see, to recognize that something's wrong. And I was crying out in my behavior, crying out and be, starting to be withdrawn, crying out and becoming depressed. All of these things, right, that I was doing that I thought maybe somebody would see me and they didn't. And that's what led me to want to take my life at 12 because I had so much just angst there was so much agony 
There was so much agony. There was so much pain that I was experiencing at that time. And I was begging for someone just to ask me what's wrong. Just to say, are you okay? Just to say, hmm, I've noticed there's some changes in your behavior. What is it that I need to do? How can I help you? What's going on? You know, I wanted somebody just to see me to so that I could begin to release, but they didn't. And so I continue to compartmentalize. I continue to internalize and it continued to destroy me from the inside out and so i lived a life where all of this time i'm doing all of these things because really when it boils down to it i just want to be seen so I'm making choices and I'm and I'm doing things and I'm out here and I'm running the streets and I'm smoking weed and I'm drinking and I'm sleeping with this guy, sleeping with this guy. I even started sleeping with women because it really wasn't about really me liking a person per se in, in a sense that I really could connect with them because I was too broken. It was more or less of a surface either I just have this physical need that I want met in this moment or I, I do like you and I need you to see me or I want you to see me and I want you to know that I like you so I'm going to do this or I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you my body so you can know that I like you and now you can like me too. Because uh, again, at 12 years old, my first and only conversation about sex was from a 17-year-old who told me, when you like a boy, you have sex with him. That was my only sex talk. So, I, I mean, if you got a sex talk, if, some, if, if your parents talk to, talk to you about the birds and the bees, if they talk to you about your body and sex and the importance of it and what it is for and what it means, you're blessed. If you had that conversation, that's why I make it a point to have these conversations with my sons. Like, and I talk to them real. I don't, I don't babyfy it or sugarcoat it. We don't talk about birds and bees. We talk about sex. We don't talk about turtles and yayas. We talk about a penis and a vagina. You know what I mean? Because I need them to know the truth and I need them to have the right information so they can write, make the right decisions as they go out here and have to live life. Because I know what it's like to not have the right information. And because I didn't have the right information, I went out and I made a lot of wrong decisions. But I, so I didn't have that. I didn't have that, the, the conversation as a young woman to understand my body, the value of my body, my the value of my purity, you know, the value of just who I am as a person, what I have to offer and give and how to protect that, right? Or I didn't have a, fr a father and that was present who was able to be the, that example of the, the a relationship between me and a man because that's really what a father is to a daughter. He is her first representation of relationship between her and some and, and a man. And so a lot of times we are either modeling the type of relationship or we desire what we had in that relationship with our father or we didn't have it. We're modeling what we didn't have in our father so we find ourselves dating guys who are um not consistent we find ourselves dating guys who reject us we find ourselves dating guys you know who um who, who are not faithful, right? We find ourselves dating guys, you know, even subconsciously, either like our fathers or, you know, at what happened as a result of not having a father. 
And so for me, because I it was it was a father in the household, but he, because he wasn't present, he was there, but he wasn't present. There's a difference, right? So he didn't never we didn't never have that bond. We didn't never have that type of relationship. You know, we never had that type of communication. It was like he again he was just there, and so I never had reference to what the relationship between me and a man supposed to look like you know so i i always look at other women who have a amazing relationship with their father even through their adult years you know and their father was just amazing he was present he was there they have a great relationship they're like best friends they talk about whatever the father gives them advice has helped them you know all of these things right and he's just been very pivotal in their development and, and especially when it comes to their relationships their self-esteem their self-worth all of these things because he that's the power of having a father but see, again, that's also the power of not having a father. Because now that you don't have those things, you find yourself navigating life trying to find them. And so that's what I did. But I really, at the time, didn't know why. So now, here we are years later when I'm deciding that I want to live a different lifestyle. I decide I want to be absent and I decide, you know, I don't want to be out here doing the things that I'm doing. But now I feel like I'm damaged goods because I've already made the choices. So now it's like, what is this for? What could possibly come good come out of this experience? In my mind, nothing. I never saw having a platform or a podcast help talking about these things, being very real and candid about these things and understanding that I'm not the only one. And just like I need some help and I needed someone and I needed some love and I needed some direction and I needed some wisdom. You know, I needed something. I needed somebody to love on me. I needed someone to take time to see me. And there's another woman or women out there who need the same thing. There's another woman out there who need to know it's it's okay that your past may not be something that you're proud of. It's okay. It's okay that you, in your ignorance of what you did not know, because here, we cannot beat ourselves up for things we just didn't know. Since you didn't, I didn't know. I just didn't know. I'm, I'm wounded. I'm damaged. I'm broken. I'm bleeding. Like, I didn't know. I, I'm just putting on a face every day. That's it. I'm wearing a mask every day. I'm smiling every day when inside I'm crying, I'm bawling, I'm falling apart. It was just fakery every day. It was a facade every day. Like I was trying my best to present that everything was okay. But really, for real, for real, I really needed to get some help and some healing because I really had some real issues going on inside. But because I had never seen anybody get healing, I had never seen nobody become whole. I come from a family where every, all I see is dysfunction and brokenness. So I didn't know, you know, so I'm doing what I saw. I'm repeating the cycle. Everybody just moving through life with their same issues and same toxicity and same unhealthy mindset and, and, and relationships and, and habits and all of that's what I did because I didn't know. Since you didn't know, and even if you did know, that don't mean you had the capacity to make a different decision. Yes, I can say, logically i should have knew better okay but i didn't have the capacity to do better oh that's a word <laughs> yes did i know i probably shouldn't be sleeping with this man or sleeping with a woman yeah 
but I didn't have the capacity to do better, to make a better decision because I was being led from a broken place. So just like me, just like I have that story, I'm sure there's somebody, you don't have to have the same story, but you may have a similar one. And I want to tell you that you still worthy, that God still loves you, that that does not define you. That you still can have beauty, that you can still have love, that you can still have success, that you can still have whatever it is you desire. You can still have it. It doesn't matter that your past is sketchy. Yes, that means you got some work to do and that's why we're here. That's why we're redefining. That's why I love root work. I love to get to the root of the thing. I'm not so concerned about the behavior. Because see, here's the thing. My behavior was I was promiscuous. We're going to call this space space. That was my behavior. But here's the problem. Dealing with the behavior is only temporal, right? It's like, again, you go out there. And if I go out there and I just pull up a weed just from, just from above the ground, that's a temporary because nine out of 10, I'm going to come back tomorrow and the weed going to be there again. Why? Because I'm just dealing with it from the surface when everything has an origin, everything has a genesis, everything has a root. And if you don't get to the root of it, you're never going to be able to get to the fruit of it. You have to deal with the root. So the root to my problem was I got mommy and daddy issues. I'm dealing with rejection. I was molested as a child and it opened the door for lust and perversion to come in. And by the age of 12, I'm full blown uh, addicted to pornography and masturbation. And I don't even understand it. I don't even know what it is. I just know there's a feeling, there's an appetite, and I just want to satisfy this appetite. That's it. And then once I actually started having sex, sex just became another avenue for me. It wasn't always because of emotion and love and all that. It was just another avenue to satisfy an appetite. I didn't know why. But here's the problem. There's a root. <coughs> Excuse me. There's a root, right? But it's easy to see the fruit. It's easy to look at somebody's um, behavior and it's easy to look at what somebody's action and what they're doing and judge them because you only see the fruit. But you don't know what they went through as a child. You don't know the abuse. You don't know. You, you, you have no idea how they were tormented and tortured. You don't know how they was locked in closets and beat. You don't know how they was raped and molested or forced to sleep with one another. You don't know how they were starved and mistreated. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know what a person actually has gone through. And so it's so easy for us to focus on what we see, but that's how we get caught up. We get too distracted on the behavior or the fruit of something. And we let the root continue to produce because see, that's going to be, that's the nucleus, right? That's the epicenter. That's the thing that is constantly going to keep making something. Whatever the root is, it's producing. It's, produced, it's going to produce the intended fruit. So if the root is going to be pain, if it's going to be dysfunction, if it's going to be abuse, if it's going to be unhealthy, um, you know, choices and mindsets, if it's going to be X, Y, and Z, right? Whatever that root is, it's going to constantly produce until that root is removed. 
So here, that's what we do. Here, that's why this whole podcast is this, because I understand it. Because I'm not up here saying these things because it sound cute. I'm not up here saying these things because it sound nice. I'm saying it because I live it. I say it because it's my own experience. I say it because I know what it's like to be in that place, in that space. I know what it's like to just be trying to figure life out. I know what it's like to be in situations and put yourself in situations where you don't even know why you're there or how you got there. I know what that's like. I know what that's like feeling like nobody loves you, nobody cares, that your own family don't love you. I know what that's like to feel like you don't even want to be here no more because nobody loves you anyway, because you don't matter. I know what that's like. I know what that's like to feel like you're never going to be successful or never succeed because every time you try to do something, it never works out or the door shut or or just extreme disappointment. Every time you set out to do something, if every you know, you you have a failed expectation, you know, things is falling apart or to have bad relationship after bad relationship. Again, I'm honest on here. I ain't yet. I believe I'm having one. Um, I'm going to have one. You know, I, I believe that. But to be honest, up until this point, I have not had a healthy relationship romantically period like that's what it is so i understand i understand knowing that i haven't had a healthy relationship really familiar in my family with majority of people i know what that's like i know what it's like to have dreams and aspirations and downloads and ideas and visions and just can't seem to get the to 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 align it just can't seem to put it in action just can't seem to actualize it just can't seem to just bring it get it together and get it to work and see you know i know what that's like i know what that's like to feel like i'm never going to get out of this space of torment and torture I know what that's like to be tortured mentally, to constantly feel like you're hearing an inner voice speaking all of this negative. You ain't nothing. You ain't going to be nothing. Nobody loves you. Oh, you might as well stay with him because you know ain't nobody else going to accept you because you know you got this nasty past and you know you got this thing that you're so embarrassed about, but he's accepted, so you better accept him. Or you might as well stop trying because this is where you're going to just have to be. You're just going to have to accept this particular lifestyle because this is all you're going to get. you just like your mama. You ain't going to be like, I know what that's like. I know what that's like. I know what that's like to feel like because you have multiple children and they don't have the same father that a man ain't going to be able to love you and accept you. I know what that's like. I know what that's like. I know what that's like to feel like you you be having money, like you be getting money. Like money, getting money ain't the problem. The problem is keeping the money. You feel like it just come and it just literally like you, you got holes in your pocket. It just come through your fingers. Like I, I know what that's like. I know what that's like. I know what that's like to be laying in the bed at night, crying all night long, literally. Depressed, stressed. (laughs) Don't know if you're coming or going. I know. I know what that's like. I know what it's like feeling like everybody turning their back on you, being betrayed by those that say they love you. Like, I know what that's like. I know what that's like. I mean, it's not too many things I ain't experienced, right? But at the end of the day, The beauty of it is it wasn't all for nothing because now I have experience that I get to use to come on this platform and to encourage and to uplift and to edify and to give practical steps and tools and to just embolden somebody to know this is possible. It don't matter how bad it is. It's still possible to overcome, right? Why? Not because of a book I read. 
books are great. I love to read. But however, it's because I experienced it. I know how to cross. I know what it's like to transition or to cross over from the place of bondage into the place into the place of freedom. Right. I know what that's like. And yes, I'm still in my journey like you. There are still areas of my life that I'm still overcoming. There are still areas in my life where I'm still redefining my work. But baby, let me tell you something. I have just committed myself to the process because it's starting to feel too good. It's starting to feel too good to know my worth. It's starting to feel too good to know my value. It's starting to feel too good to know exactly what I want and what I don't want and be very clear and can make decisions moving forward. Good decisions. It feels too good. It feels too good to look in the mirror and really look and see and say, girl, you fine. You beautiful. Or I love you. Because for so many years, I couldn't do that even simple thing. For so many years, I couldn't even look myself in the mirror. For so many years, I couldn't tell myself that I loved me. So it's starting to feel too good. So I, I refuse to go back. So since that's what I'm telling you, it's not easy. It's not overnight. I, I started my process in, what, 2020. Here we are in 2022, and I'm still in this thing. I'm still on the journey, but what I'm saying is it's worth it. And the, the very thing that feel that is causing you the most grief and the most pain that you're most embarrassed about, the thing that you feel like that if, that if anybody knew that, that big, that deep secret or whatever, that thing that causes you the most grief because you feel like it is the thing that disqualifies you the most, that's the thing that qualifies you. That's the thing that qualifies you. The thing that I've been so embarrassed about, the thing that I was so afraid for anybody to know, the thing that I really was just like never would ever want to tell anybody that I would lie about all the time. Don't ask me how many men I done slept with. Two, three. Okay, wait, I got three kids. Three. I mean, seriously, like just being real, just being real, because again, we know society is judgmental and some people will be and them just not the people for you. But at the end of the day, I can't change the past. I just can't. Either I got to embrace it and learn from it and do better, or I'm going to just stay stuck in it and I'm just going to live a very defeated life and I'm never going to be the woman that I'm created to be. So it's like, hmm, seems like there's only one option for me and that's to redefine my worth. So I challenge you today. I don't even know. I didn't even get this a title. Um. I don't know what this is going to be. I'll put a title when I go do the description. I don't know because I just needed to say what I needed to say today. Like, don't allow yourself to continue to believe the lie that you don't deserve a beautiful, amazing, blessed, prosperous life, relationships, success, businesses, family, whatever it is because of something you did in your past. And don't believe that it's that thing in your past that you can, that is for nothing and that it just was something that happened to you, but that there is nothing good that can come from it. Because I know what the Bible says, that God works all things together for the, for the good of those that love God and are called according to his purposes. The thing about that particular scripture is he says all. So that's not only the good things. That's not only the okay things. That, that's the good, the bad, and the indifferent. That's everything you went through. He can utilize it if you let him, right? And so I had to get to the place where I had to quit holding on. I had to quit holding on to the embarrassment and the humiliation and the guilt and the shame of my past. And I had to give it to God and look now what he's doing with it. He's using it to be a blessing to you. He's using it to be a blessing to me. 
So again, nothing's wasted and nothing disqualifies you. He already knew what we was going to do before we even did it anyway. So it doesn't disqualify you. It actually really qualifies you. So I just hope this made sense. I know I said a lot, um, but again, I'm always here with the one goal in mind is for it to reach one person. For it to minister to one person, for it to be an enlightening um, experience or for, for somebody's prayer request to be answered or for somebody to just get the information or the you know confirmation that they need to help them to go to the next level, to help them to redefine their worth, to help them to discover their identity, to help them to walk into their purpose, to help them to change their you know negative um, habits or mindsets and behaviors and become um, the woman that they are... Um, created to be. That is my goal. My goal, my my sole goal is here here is to help a woman, several, all women if I can. But I understand even what Harriet Tubman said. She said I could have freed even more had they known they were slaves. So I understand the assignment that everybody ain't gonna come. Everybody not don't want it. But for those who to who do, I'm here. I'm, help, I'm here to help lead you into your moment of freedom. I'm here to help lead you into redefining your worth. And, and it's not me doing it. It's not me really doing it for you or telling you how to do it. It's me assisting you along your journey to becoming the best version of you. So I appreciate all my queens here today. Hope this bless you. And until next time. Hey, girlfriends, I finally figured out a title. I titled this episode, Beauty and the Beast. Hmm, why did I do that? Because I can equate my past to being like a beast, right? It was like a beast that I felt like was trying to devour me. Like it was trying to devour my destiny, my identity, my purpose, because it was scrawling so loud. It was so vicious, right? It was so scary. And so the beast is is because the past can be like a beast. It can be like this thing that is constantly chasing you, right? And then, but here we, on the flip side, we have beauty. And what is beauty? The be beauty is who you are, period. Beauty, beauty is you redefining your worth and becoming the best version of you. Beauty is who you are becoming, right? Beauty is the the life, the whatever the vision is you have for this life as you're redefining your worth, right? That is the beauty. And the good thing about the beauty, the beauty is now. The beauty is here. The beauty is you. So yes, this is Beauty and the Beast. And so we hear what we about to do though, we're laying the beast to rest, okay? The beast is about to have a funeral because we're not about to allow, allow this beast to keep roar and to keep um, antagonizing us. We're not about to keep running from it either. We're gonna deal with it, period. We're, we're just gonna deal with the beast because we're gonna lay the beast to rest. So that's what we're doing here. So that's what this episode was all about. Understanding like, yes, we have a past. Yes, we made some mistakes. Yes, there are things that happen to us, yes. We don't understand it all the time. Yes, we don't think nothing good come out of it. Yes, and this thing can torment us. It can haunt us and taunt us. Yes, all of these things, but we have to take back our power. We have to take the beast's power and we have to use it against it. And we got to say no more. It's time for you to be laid to rest because I'm walking in the fullness of the redefining my worth to become the best version of me. And I am relentless about it. And I won't take no for an answer. And I'm consistent and committed to it. And I'm doing it no matter what. And so I got to deal with you. 
That's how I had to get. That's how I'm here. That's how I'm doing this podcast. That's how I get up here every Friday. That's how I get on here and sound like I'll be talking to the people all the time and that I'm not shy. It's because I just refuse to allow the beast to continue to torment me. That had to take that had me running scared. Because I refuse to deal with it. So I gotta deal with you. Because you gon' you gonna stop you gonna stop talking and I'm gonna start walking into the best version of me. Period. Okay. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, please, as always, reach out to me. I would love, love, love to hear from you. You guys can always go onto the Facebook business page at Redefining a Woman's Worth. It's the at sign, Redefining a Woman's Worth. You can like, share. Um, you can um, browse around. You know, uh, you can listen to the podcast there. You can go to the website from there. The website is still under construction, but you can look around if you want to. Um, there's just some things over there. I, I do live. I've released content, all the things. And so, yes, absolutely connect with me there. Also, I'm just um, personal page on Facebook, Janelle Wolf. And then you can reach out to me on Instagram at Janelle Renee underscore one. Um, and again, I would love to hear from you because I know we can't really connect through the podcast, but um, I would love to hear from you. You can inbox me. You can comment, like, share all of those things on any of those platforms. Also, we got some good things coming up real soon that I'm so excited about. Thank you guys and enjoy it. We'll enjoy it. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, y'all stay tuned for the um, things that I'll be releasing here in the next few weeks. And as always, until we meet again, just know that your past does not define you. It develops you and you are worthy.